Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The draft is here! Let's get this going. It is draft day. It is Thursday, April 23rd, the day I've been talking about for months. The NFL draft begins tonight. There's so much excitement going around, trade possibilities everywhere, and there's one rumor that's swirling around about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to dive in that with, into that with my lead segment. And then after that, you're going to get full draft attention from me. It's going to be a full first-round rock, mock, rock, mock, where I think everyone's going to be going in the first round, what we can expect to see out of the first round, and who's going to be left for the Steelers to look at for the second round. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. Let's get into the talks Okay, so it's draft day. So much excitement. I am pumped. I am just, I, I'm through the moon right now. I don't even know if that's a phrase, but right now, it's, um, there's, a, it's, there's a lot of excitement going around, not just with the Steelers, but with every team, because everyone, of course, is a buzz. And, and it's draft day, which is always an exciting time. Every team has a chance right now. There's there's no doubt that Every team out there, if you were if you were one in fifteen, if you were zero and sixteen, I mean, look at the Browns. Every year when they when they get to the draft, they're always hyped because that they could be drafting their future. Well, this is the day everyone has a chance to 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 mold their future, to make the pick that's going to flip the franchise, all that happy stuff. Um, and with that, because there's players that everyone wants to trade up and get, you know, Joe Burrow's out there to attack by lower. The quarterbacks always cause a bunch of stir. There's always talk about teams wanting to move and get better positions and trade down and trade up. And now we officially have our big rumor for the draft on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this rumor comes from a, uh, a Twitter page called uh, NFL Rumors. And it's uh, NFL R-U-M-0-R-S. If you want to find this Twitter page, it's at NFL R-U-M-0-R-S. Um, but they released a rumor saying that Juju Smith-Schuster could, uh, or that the Niners reached out to the Steelers inquiring about Juju Smith-Schuster. And this sent Steelers, Twitter, Steelers, everything a buzz. There was talks about this on the radio, People and people just immediately started assuming that the Niners were giving up one of their first-round picks because, remember, they traded to get the Colts pick, so they have the 13th and the 31st pick in this draft. And there was so much talk immediately, and everyone's looking at it and seeing, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, gosh, you know, if, if the Steelers can get the thir the 31st pick or the 13th pick, you know, why wouldn't you do that? You just do that immediately. So, and then that caused more thoughts about it because the people were like, well, no, Juju's not worth more than that, and it's ridiculous to think that. So I'm here to calm all of this down. Let's stop, rewind, and think about this entire situation before you before you go hurting your head thinking about this nonsense. First and foremost, why would the Niners trade a first-round pick away for a wide receiver as good as Juju is? And if you're a Steelers fan, you probably believe in Juju more than anyone else. But he had a struggling 2019, and on top of that, he's on the final year of his contract. Why would you cough up a first-round pick in a year that's supposed to be the deepest wide receiver class that we've ever seen when you can get a, a wide receiver who has the potential to be a number one guy to go along with Debo Samuel, who you just drafted last year, 
and instead you trade that to get Juju Smith-Schuster and have to pay him next year. It makes no sense from the Niners' standpoint. It makes and and so and people because people were saying, well, what about the thirteenth pick? Would you take him for the thirteenth pick? I'm like, yes, the Steelers would absolutely take him for the thirteenth pick. I mean, but it's not happening. You know, it's it's fantasy. Um, and, and this got basically refuted very because uh, once it started swirling around and everyone started talking about it, and that's just how these wildfires start. Someone starts a rumor, someone picks up on it, it gets pushed to uh, you know a radio station, a website, and then and then everyone starts talking about it. Especially right now when there's not a lot of content out there to be had, no games are being played, um, and, and and non-football people are 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 the biggest culprits sometimes because uh, right now. Like the major football people, they're like they're like they're like me. They're like you know they're like they're like you know Dale Lolly at DK Pittsburgh Sports. They're like Steelers Depot. They, you know the, the the people that 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 stay on football. They looked at this immediately and they said no, this is ridiculous. But people who you know might be paying more attention to hockey or basketball or baseball at this time of the year normally, and they're sitting around, they're just trying to figure out what to talk about on their show or write about on their website. You know they're they're looking for anything, so they see this and they're thinking, oh yeah, this is great. We can talk about this and this this absolutely should happen, and, and not stop to think. You know what? This is probably just nonsense. And uh, um, so while that was flying around, both Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and Dale Lolly of DKPittsburghSports.com, my colleague, they have both come on on Twitter and uh, and refuted it, saying there's no validity to this report to this rumor, rather, because it's not a report, but it's a rumor that the Niners even called the Steelers in the first place, let alone the Steelers being interested in giving up Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, I, I've given you the reasons why the, why the Niners wouldn't do this, because, again, why would you trade away a first-round draft pick in a wide receiver heavy draft, um, and especially in a draft where you could probably also, they gave away an interior defensive lineman to the Colts, you could probably get one, a really good interior defensive lineman with either of those picks. But let's look at it from the Steelers' side. If you know, if they're offered the 13th pick, absolutely fine. I'll take that every, every every day. But the value of Juju right now to this is more to the Steelers than it can be to other teams. Why? Because Ben Roethlisberger is coming back off of off of a missed year, and the only receiver he will have a vibe with like that is Juju Smith-Schuster. James Washington had a really good pickup year last year but it wasn't with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback not to say that, it, that they won't do well together but that's not there, there's, there's no established chemistry there Deontay Johnson never got a chance to establish chemistry Vance McDonald I mean sure tight end but still not a primary target for him Juju Smith-Schuster right now is the one guy that Ben Roethlisberger knows that he has in his arsenal that he's thrown to and had success with and I think it would take up something like a 13th overall pick or a first round pick from the Niners to move him. If the Niners are talking about trading, you know, one of their one of their middle round picks, I just don't I don't see that. Um, I, I think the Steelers value Juju Smith-Schuster to the point that one they would keep him in this situation, and two, if everything looks straight for the salary cap next year, with it, it's supposed to be going up a significant amount because they're going to be playing an extra game or two extra games when you consider the uh, the playoff game and the regular season game. Uh, you know, there's a chance that Juju Smith-Schuster is probably getting re-signed next year. So, um, just put everyone calm down, put down your keyboards. Don't worry about those about this rumor just yet. Um, there's always this kind of stuff that swirls around at the last minute. Sometimes it's put out there by teams to to cause some chaos. Sometimes it's just put out there by people who want to just troll on Twitter. 
um, you know, years ago, or not, not, not years ago, last year, there was a fake uh, schedule release leak Twitter account that was releasing fake uh, fake scheduled games on the NFL that everyone started taking like they were serious. Then it was revealed like the day of the schedule release that, oh no, this has all been fake. Um, just You just got to be careful with what's out there. So I, all I'm trying to do is make sure y'all know that that, according to what we're hearing, there's no validity to the idea that the Niners even called the Steelers in the first place, let alone that the Steelers might have entertained this phone call. All right, with that, let's cut to a break. With the first round being tonight, I'm going to go through my full mock. And you may be thinking, well, Chris, wait, why why are we doing a full mock of the first round? The Steelers don't pick. Well, it's important to go through these picks so we know who's going to be there for the second round. All that right after this. All right, let's get into my official first round mock draft. Now, I'm doing this because I, I, did, I, I normally do this every year, but it's been different because this is the first time the Steelers haven't had a, uh, a first round pick, uh, that I, you know, in my time covering them. So, um, I'm doing this just so we can, uh, just so we can talk about this and get the things out of the way. Um, so we know who the Steelers are looking at at the end of this. Um, we're going to split this over two segments at the end of this. I will talk about who in this mock draft that I did just based off of how I just felt the teams were going to move who the Steelers, I have the Steelers selecting at this point, we will reevaluate tomorrow after the actual first round is selected about who I think the Steelers will pick at that point. But starting off, I, I went very meta with my early picks. I'm not going to try and break the mold here. I have Joe Burrow going to the Bengals. It just makes too much sense. They've said for, they said months ago, they said back in December, don't, don't call about the first round pick. It's not available. Uh, Chase Young going to Washington at the second pick. Jeffrey Okuda going to the Lions with the third pick. Uh, I know some people think they might try to do something else, but uh, Okuda is the best cornerback in this draft and may become the best cornerback in football at some point. And um, with them giving away Dar- Darius Slay, this makes the most sense. Uh, then we start to get to the point of the draft where we're, we're debating things. And um, number four is an interesting pick because the Giants, they got Daniel Jones, young quarterback. They got Saquon Barkley, young running back. Um, They could use a linebacker, so they could use Isaiah Simmons, but I have them getting the best tackle in this draft, and that's Jedrick Wells out of Alabama. Your first tackle off the board in the first round with the fourth overall pick just because they need to protect their young quarterback. They need to establish the run better for their young running back. What better to pick the best tackle in this draft class, in a heavy tackle draft class, to do that? And next was where it gets very interesting, because this is where people are talking about trades. Now, for, for my money, what I never do in mock drafts, I never involve trades. I just think it's it's weird, it's unfair, it's wild, it gets too crazy. So what I do is I just pick for the value of what the team should pick at that point. If they trade back, they trade back. But I have the Dolphins selecting Tua Tagovailoa. With the fifth pick, then the Chargers following that way by selecting Justin Herbert with the sixth pick, um, and then at, at the seventh pick, the Panthers getting Isaiah Simmons because they lost uh, Luke Kuechly. It just makes the most sense to replenish that spot with a guy who could be the best, uh, the best linebacker athlete in this draft class, and maybe you know be among that class immediately upon entering the NFL. Then we get to Arizona at eight. I have them taking Worfs the tackle the offensive tackle from Iowa I just I think that he's um I think that he's too he's too good to pass up especially with Kyler Murray there they need to protect him better um 
and uh, Trist, so Tristan Wirfs goes there. Derek Brown going to the Jaguars at nine. They lost Campbell. They they pretty much lost their entire defense, and Gakway's already trying to get them off there. So they need a they need a superpower. I think Derek Brown maybe by being you know a guy that's going to be drafted maybe in the back if he's drafted any le- any later than five. Uh, I think it's. I think he becomes the biggest sleeper of the draft simply by moving down four spots because that guy's a monster in the middle of the defense, and I think that he's going to be a problem uh, with the Jaguars. Um, moving on to ten, I think the Browns get their tackle, Makai Becton. Uh, at you know right right there, they've been projecting to get a tackle. Uh, next is eleven with the Jets, and this is where it gets even more interesting because the Jets have been projecting to take a tackle for a while. Um, but I have them taking a wide receiver. I have them being the first to dip into the wide receiver pool, and this is what starts a firestorm a bit. Um, I have them taking Jerry Judy uh, with the 11th overall pick. Um, been following them up on the Las Vegas Raiders. They're going to get uh, Ruggs from uh, uh, Henry. So Henry Ruggs from Alabama. Uh, you know, the other superstar from Alabama, the other wide receiver, top wide receiver in this draft, following up with the 13th overall pick. Again, talking talking about what the Niners could get with this pick. They're getting C.J. Henderson, who's the second-best cornerback in this class, by my money. Um, you know, he's he's coming by way of Florida. I think he's going to be a tough guy. They need that defense to get some help in the secondary. Just makes a lot of sense to get this guy right here. Next up at 14, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, they could go a few different ways. They could address... Uh, running back here they could address you know a playmaker but I think they're going to boost their offensive line they need to protect Tom Brady he just signed with them he wants up he wants a superstar or a top tier tackle helping him out that's Andrew Thomas from Georgia makes the most sense at 14th overall next up wide receiver going CD Lamb goes to the Broncos get gets Drew Locke his guy uh, from uh, in, in a, a guy from Oklahoma, he's going to be a playmaker. So a lot of people say Ceedee Lamb may be the best player in this or the best receiver in this draft. We will find out. At 16, uh, the 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 Falcons lost their uh, their edge rusher over the past year um, in uh, Victor Beasley. So even though he wasn't a top tier guy, they're going to try retry that with Kalevon Chasen at the edge rusher position. Uh, LSU back to back LSU picks here because then I have. Uh, the, the Cowboys going and getting Grant Delpit with the 17th pick. Um, I think that he his his athletic numbers are something that's going to excite them, and they're gonna they're gonna want to put him in a Cowboys uniform and make him a playmaker very soon. Uh, next up with the 18th pick, the Dolphins uh, come are, are back up on the board, and this is the pick that you know they, they got from the Steelers. I have them selecting Josh Jones at offensive tackle. This would be a boost to help to attack of Iloa. Um, and this would give them an option to protect him a little bit better. They also have a third pick in the first round this year, which will be coming up later. Then it's Javon Kinlaw, interior defensive lineman, going to the Raiders from South Carolina. He's arguably the, be- the second best interior defensive lineman in this class. Um, I think that he would he he would add to their defense. They need to rebuild a lot over there, and he would be a good way to start up the middle. Then Jaguars getting getting the wide receiver position. They they lost. Uh, you know, they got rid of Marquise Lee, who was their most productive receiver with Gardner Minshew. They're going to get him some help in the way of Justin Jefferson from LSU, wide receiver. If you're following along, um, I'm going to list out all the different. I'm, actually, I'm going to go all the way to the steel right before the Steelers pick here, um, just to give you guys like my full on what I'm, you know, what I'm thinking mock as far as what gets to the Steelers. Then um, uh, going to the Eagles at 21 because they lost Malcolm Jenkins. They're going to go get safety. With with Delpit gone, they get Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. I think he's going to address a lot of problems with them. 
that would make up that would make a good fit there. Then the Vikings, they've been struggling at the cornerback position. Trey Waynes didn't work out. Xavier Rhodes was used to be really good, then he kind of fell off. Um, they need a cornerback. Jeff Gladney, TCU is a fit right there. Then 23, a lot of people seem to think this is going to happen. AJ Epineza the edge rusher from Iowa going right to the Patriots. He seems to fit what the Patriots do at outside linebacker slash edge rusher, so it makes a lot of sense. Then at 24, we've got the Saints coming up. They're going to select Patrick Queen, linebacker of LSU, and this is a very interesting pick because I like Patrick Queen a lot. I think if he goes to the to the Saints, he would be a, a huge piece for their defense that they need in the middle to run um, what they what they like to do. And I think it's also huge because it keeps him from the Baltimore Ravens who come up in a few picks. And uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Then at 25, Denzel Mims, wide receiver, goes to uh, wide receiver Baylor goes to the Minnesota Vikings just because they lost Stephon Diggs. They need a playmaker. They got their cornerback. Let's, let's, let's see them get a wide receiver. I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Then at 26, the Dolphins' third pick of the first round, they're going to get the, the first running back off the board, DeAndre Swift. Then at 27, the, the Seahawks, they need an edge rusher. They haven't re-signed Clowney yet. They're going to get Yetter Gross Moss. Edge rusher out of Penn State, though. And honest, all honestly, you know, I I normally do a I don't I don't uh, trade rule. The Seahawks, we all know they're going to trade back from this pick. It's what they always do. Um, they've literally done it, I think almost every year since 2012. Uh, but for the sakes of our sake of argument, we're going to say they draft Yitter Gross Moss because next the Ravens are up. They're going to get Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma, who seems to be the consensus number three off-ball linebacker in this draft. Number 29, Ezra Cleveland. Offensive tackle from Boise State going to the Titans. They lost Ryan Conklin. They're going to want to re-up that position. If they're if they're going to if their ground game is going to be what carries them back into the playoffs, they're going to need an offensive tackle to help them do that. That's huge. At thirty, the the, the Green Bay Packers are up. They're finally going to get uh, Aaron Rodgers another playmaker on that offense, and they're going to get it by Jalen Rager, wide receiver of TCU. Um, I know some people probably feel it. You know, Jalen Rickers should fall to the second round. I just think that with with people and how they're feeling about wide receiver this draft, they're going to be flying. And it shows with the next pick because here come the 49ers who are most likely going to be interested in a wide receiver in this draft. And this is where they get Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Then finally, to finish out the first round, the Chiefs select cornerback A.J. Terrell from Clemson boosting their secondary, giving themselves help on the other side of the ball uh, while they continue to dominate on offense. All right, with that, we're going to cut to a break here. When I come back, I'm going to give my I'm going to give my picks to the second round leading up to the Steelers pick and who I think they will pick before everything has started. I'll break down what positions were tapped into and why it led to my decision there right after this. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We are going through my first my first round, well, all the way up to 49. We're mocking all the way up to the Steelers pick here, um, leading into draft night. Now, of course, these next second round picks, they're not going to happen tonight. So I'm probably going to end up redoing this again for tomorrow's podcast based off of how, how we're seeing how the rest of the league picked. But I'm going to give you guys just a rundown of where I see Based off of how, if I if if what I see breakdown in the first round happens this way, this is how I see it also following up in the second round. So with that, let's move into the second round. First pick going to the Bengals, of course. They're going to select, I believe, Caesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman, center from Michigan. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. 
They get Joe Burrow. They get the center that takes care of him. That they help both boost the line. I don't like the value at offensive tackle there for them. And again, I'm just this is just me picking for them. You know, the next guy on my list would either be Isaiah Wilson or say like Austin Jackson. Why would you get maybe the the seventh or best the seventh the seventh best offensive tackle when you can get the the best interior offensive lineman in Caesar Ruiz? He was a captain for that for that offensive line if you saw how they communicated i think it makes a lot of sense then moving on to indianapolis they have the 34th pick of the draft and that's where i think they go and make their move at quarterback they get jordan love he'll he'll be the fourth quarterback off the board that makes a lot of sense to me because they this way they've gotten philip rivers they've addressed the uh they've addressed the quarterback position you know for right now this would give them a chance to address it for the future and and moving forward then 35 the, uh, the Detroit Lions, they're going to address the interior defensive line. They're going to get Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. Then, New York Giants coming up at 36. They're going to take the eighth wide receiver off the board. And this is, why, again, why I think wide receiver, it's a, it, I think it would be better to wait at this point because, again, you're dealing with, we're, we're getting close to double digits here in wide receiver. But they're going to take Michael Pittman of USC. If I have the Giants do, doing this, this would give Daniel Jones a playmaker at the wide receiver position. I think it, they'd, be, they'd be in a really interesting situation because now they have Wells protecting Jones. They've got Saquon Barkley. Now you've got that big, that big wide receiver for Jones to go to. Um, there could be some interesting things playing around right there then 37 you got the chargers they selected justin herbert well now time to get the offensive tackle to protect him and that's isaiah wilson out of georgia another offensive tackle wilson being the seventh off my board then going on to 38 cornerback carolina Jalen Johnson going from Utah. I just think that the, like Carolina, they're going to be trying to reboost their defense. They got they got their running back locked up. They've got they, they went and signed Teddy Bridgewater. They've got Isaiah Simmons. Let's let's see let's see if they add to their secondary and just the the, the fit right there seems right for Jalen Johnson. Then you got the, the 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 Dolphins. They're coming up for the fourth time in forty picks. They're going to, at pick number thirty nine. They're going to get Antoine Winfield safety out, out, out of Minnesota. It only makes sense. They gave up Minka Fitzpatrick. They still need a safety. Their other picks, I don't think, were the right fit. They got a running back. They, they, they got Tua. They got a, um, you know, um, they, they, they were able to go get Tua. They were able to get a running back for Tua. And they were able to address the offensive line to protect Tua. So now after all that, after three picks in the offense in the first round, I have them going defense in the second round, and that would be a boost for, for them for their secondary. Then you look on to the four, so the four-year pick, we're going to get your fifth edge rusher, and this is why I think the Steelers, this is why I've always said I don't think the Steelers are going to pick an edge rusher, and it's Zach Bond from Wisconsin going to the Houston Texans. Now, Bond is an interesting player because he's a tweener. He can play outside linebacker and inside linebacker. He can be an edge rusher. He can help you over the middle. I think that they like that flexibility. Bill O'Brien wants to add a defensive piece that he can work with. I think that Bond fits exactly what he's looking for. Um, there's that Wisconsin connection with J.J. Watt, not that they've ever played together, but I think that that might be something that just fits what Bill O'Brien likes to see. Then moving on to the Browns with their second pick of the draft, they're going to they're gonna go safety and get Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. Now, it's a lot higher than what money people have Chin going, uh, but I think that they're, they, they might try to get, boost up that secondary after addressing the offensive line in the first round. Then, 
Jaguars at 42. Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. They lost Jalen Ramsey. They need to rebuild. They're, they're, they're in a major rebuilding project, and getting a cornerback won't hurt them. The Bears, they double up on quarterback there. Uh, at a cornerback right after that, they get Noah Igbino Gene, I think is his name. But he's, he's out of Auburn. Igbino Gene. I, I'm gonna, I hope I did that, said that name right. But cornerback Auburn going to the Bears. Then the Colts getting their second pick in about a seven second of 11 picks here. Uh, uh, considering they picked in the, with the 34th pick. Now they get the 44th pick. They're going to get uh, Jordan Love and Phillip Rivers, their playmaker wide receiver. T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Then the Buccaneers up again. Now we remember... We're dealing with the Buccaneers before. They went and got an offensive tackle for Tom Brady. Now they get the playmaker running back. I have them going after the fastest running back in this class, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Then go to the Broncos. They've got a wide receiver for Drew Locke. Now it's time to bolster that offensive line. They're going to go get Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC. Then you got the you got the Falcons back up. They got an edge rusher. They're gonna double up. You know, I know they got they've they've got a they've got a strong interior pass rush, but I think they bolstered even more. They get Auburn's Marlon Davids Davidson added to the line. Then finally, the last pick before the Steelers, we get the another offensive tackle flying off the board. Lucas Neong out of TCU offensive tackle going to the Jets at 48. So with that, we are now at the 49th pick. Now, just to review. Of all the players that have been taken, I'm not going to say all the names. I'm just going to say all the positions that have been taken. We had four quarterbacks go off the board. We had two running backs go off the board in Swift and uh, and Taylor. We had nine. I had nine wide receivers going off the board, and that may be high, but I just I feel like it the fits there for what a lot of these teams are going to be trying to do to bolt, to help their young quarterbacks and uh, get and get tap into this this heavy wide receiver draft. We've got one interior offensive lineman. I think a lot of people have that just with Caesar Ruiz being the best candidate. I've got nine offensive tackles happening here. I was a little bit higher on that coming in, but I'm just I'm looking around at playmakers and I think that there's teams that are going to be flying other positions. But I got at least not I got nine offensive tackles coming off the board, which makes for 10 offensive linemen if you consider Ruiz. That means I've got four interior defensive linemen going off the board at this point. Five edge rushers, and after the, that fifth edge rusher, the, I just think that edge rusher just f falls off the board. There's no reason to pick one at this point in the second round. I've got three you know, cover linebackers or you know, off-ball linebackers going in Patrick Queen, uh, Murray, and Isaiah Simmons. Not in that order, of course. Simmons going first. Then I've got seven cornerbacks going, and, and that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone because cornerback always goes heavy. It just seems like it's, it's that position of need that everyone's going to be tapping into all the time unless it's a really bad cornerback draft, but lately I haven't seen too many bad cornerback drafts. Then finally, four safeties going off the board, and this you guys have been hearing me a lot. I've been talking about why I think that safety is such an important position for the Steelers and why I think that it would behoove them to get one. But if Delpit's off the board, which I haven't been going off the board first, then, then McKinney's off the board, then Winfield's off the board, then Chin's off the board, do you really want to go with um, Ashton Davis with that second round pick? Do you really want to go with Duggar with that second round pick? I, I just have a hard time picking there. I have a hard time addressing the secondary. Uh, I don't see a, you know, Bond would have been my edge rusher. But again, I, I just never thought he was going to make it there, especially because of his multi-talented skills. Um Cover linebackers after Murray. I don't think there's one that's worth that 49th overall pick. Tackle, you'd, again, you'd be getting the 10th best tackle at that point. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry III, 
I mean, I just uh, I think you could you might be able to sneak him in the third round or a or a similar type of player. Um, wide receiver again, you're getting the tenth best wide receiver. This is why it just makes the most sense. Go running back, and in this situation, if it plays out this way, I have them taking J.K. Dobbins, running back of Ohio State, and that's where I have it right now, going in to day one of the NFL draft. So I hope that you enjoyed this full first round slash second round mock draft. Uh, we're gonna you we're gonna we're gonna be I'm gonna be back tomorrow tonight. I got a lot. I'm, you can join me live. I'm going to be with the uh, DK Pittsburgh sports staff tomorrow. We're going to be we're going to be covering the draft from uh, you know from you know from 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 a live feed. I will post the live feed in the Facebook group for Locked On Steelers. Again, if you're not in the Facebook group, if you want to chat with other Steelers fans, if you want to chat with me personally, if you want to play in our games like Fantasy Draft Friday and Mock Draft Monday, although Mock Draft Monday is now done because the draft is here. But if you want to play in those games and interact more Steelers fans, just go on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, and uh, and ask to join the group. Uh, I will add you as soon as I can so that you can join us. We have just about 550 people that are in the group right now, so it's uh, so come and join us. We have a great community. If you want to follow more of my work and and see what I'm what I'm doing all the time, you can see me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Thanks to all those who do follow me, and thanks to those who hit me up all the time. Don't be afraid to hit me up, guys. If you at me, if you DM me, I usually respond. If I don't, it's just because I'm busy. It's nothing personal. I just I, I work like three full jobs. So um, also, if you want pre-draft coverage to continue, I will be on Channel 11 here in Pittsburgh, WPXI, uh, at 7.30. So if you're in Pittsburgh, tune on, tune into Channel 11. It'll be me, Dale Lolly, the Channel 11 team of Albie Oxenrider uh, and Jenna, Jenna Harner, and also Doran Dickerson, former, for, former Pitt tight end and New England Patriot, among other teams that he played for. But we're all going to be talking about the draft as a preview before you watch it. It starts at 7.30 at the local NBC station, WPXI. Check us out there. Uh, and again, if you want to follow me during the draft, I'll be part of a live draft watch situation uh, uh, with, with DKPittsburghSports.com. I'll post the link to that. Thanks again to all those who are part of the Locked On Steelers community. If, you could, if you're enjoying the podcast, hit that subscribe button. We're anywhere where podcasts are hosted. Also, please leave us a five-star review as well as a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so really helps me get the word out there about the podcast. Um, and uh, if you do leave one, it's, and as long as it's safe for work, I will read it on the podcast and get it out there. Thanks to all those. You will get your shout-out. Thanks to all those who have uh, left left five-star reviews with positive things or the positive uh, comments. They are really helping me get the word out. Okay, everyone. Uh, I hope you got your fill of this show. It's about where hit. We, we just hit the half-hour mark here. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting day. There's gonna be a lot of rumors flying around. There's gonna be some trades. It's gonna be a wild day. Enjoy draft night. I hope you're gonna you're you're you got somewhere comfy to watch at home. I know no one can really go to any bars right now, but maybe you got maybe you got your favorite drink. Maybe you got your favorite snack. I'm gonna be sitting here. I got some uh, I got some I got some whiskey. I'm gonna be enjoying tonight. So um, you can follow. So again, if you wanna hit me up at any point in time, again hit me on Twitter through the Facebook group. Well, it'll be a lot of fun. Locked on listeners, I'll be talking at you tomorrow, getting you ready for the Steelers' first pick.